Hi, everybody. Welcome to the KC Chiro Pulse podcast brought to you by CATS Consultants, helping chiropractors keep their pulse on success. I'm Dr. Michael Perush, and I'm joined today with Dr. Troy Fox. Troy, how are we doing? Hey, doing great today. Another great day. Another great day to get to talk about chiropractic. I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know uh, you told me the other day that we've been getting a lot more people writing in with questions and, and comments. And, and we appreciate the, the yeah. listenership out there, by the way, our uh, listenership has really, really grown over the, the last couple of months. So we appreciate the following. And, you know, like we always say, e- email us a question if you've got a question and yeah. uh, we'll be happy to throw it on the air. Yeah, Troy at catsconsultants.com. But yeah, I've noticed as our viewership <clears throat> has gone up dramatically, the amount of emails I'm getting has gone up dramatically as well. So we're getting quite a few people asking questions. And folks, there is no bad question. Nope. Um, in the initial, when we first started this, I think we answered every email that came to us. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm, I'm picking and choosing a little bit more, but we're <laughs> still trying to get to all of you. And if we don't put you on the show, I'm more than happy to answer your email. Um, you know, just, just write a response back to you as well. You're going to get an answer one way or another. Yep. Um, but um, so this go round, we chose Brenda from Ohio because she had a question that we thought is very important to all practice, all practices. Um, When we're talking about treatment plans with patients and we're talking, and I don't care if you're talking about one time a week for four weeks, two times a week for three weeks or 18 times a week for millennia. uh, It doesn't matter what your treatment schedule is. The question is, what am I doing wrong? Because I can't get people to follow through with treatment schedules. Mm. <clears throat> now, yeah. And you would think, well, gee, how could these guys know? Because she didn't really say what the treatment schedule was, what the condition was. We can deal in some pretty good generalities with some really good specific answers because we've seen this a million times before. We know exactly why people don't follow through with treatment schedules. We know why you're not getting people to follow through with treatment schedules because we've seen it so many times. If we're wrong, strike me down with lightning, because guess what? We've seen it so many times that we can predict it. Then we can ask questions. And then when we get the answer, we go, yep, that's exactly what we thought. So it's happened this way so many times that I think we can very comfortably talk about the what I would call the condition of the chiropractor. So yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. There's, there's, kind of really just a short list of things that's probably happening. Um, Any one of which, if you correct it, probably will take care of the problem. Um, Sometimes there's a couple issues, but you know, I think, I think the first thing you have to do is you have to look at the structure of how you're handling that new patient. So Mm -hmm. what do I mean by that? Well, what's their experience on day one? Are they liking the experience? Do they want to come back? Are you setting that tone of, you know, hey, we we want you to keep coming back. We care about you. We want to help you with great outcomes and and keep you happy. And you know, that's if you look at any business, that's the success behind their repeat customers is keeping them happy. So what you're telling me is is that our offices should be attractive and our people should be friendly. Absolutely. Wow, yep. that's a concept right there that you actually provide a great <clears throat> customer service to the patient on day one. Okay. 
Yep, I like absolutely. that one. That's yep. that's a decent answer. Okay. Honestly, it really starts on the phone when they call to be a new patient. But okay. So if I were doing my list right now and I'm reviewing what you're saying, I'm going to put approved on that one. So that one is approved. All right. Okay. okay. And then at the end of day two, there's kind of some things you need to put into place. Um, and, and I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail and specifics here, but you, you've got to kind of set the tone with the patient. So for example, if you're doing your report of findings on day two, which I think most doctors do, um, not all, but, but most doctors do, you've got to set the tone at the end of day one of what's going to happen on day two and why it's mm-hmm. important to come back. It's kind of like a, a good book or a good movie. Um, gosh, look at the time. I need to stop and pause the movie here, but it's so good. I'm on the edge of my chair. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come back as quick as I can kind of kind of idea. So you've got to kind of set that hook just a little bit at the end of day one. Um, you've also got to make sure that your actual report of findings is succinct. You know, I think we have a tendency and it's easy as doctors to bring all the 75 cent words to the table and start talking to the patient in a manner that they don't understand. And the minute you bring confusion to the patient, it's really easy for them to just cross their arms and back out. Um, and they may not do that right in front of you, but mm-hmm. that's when they start throwing up objections, money, so, time, yeah. my work schedule, that kind of thing. So we got the uh, over explainer. <laughs> that's the, one the over explainer. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we've got the the big word explainer that and you're going to lose them either way. Yeah. And then sometimes we just get the what I would call it looks like a rat's nest like on one of the Snoopy shows there's just this, you know, or or the, or the light bulb that's not on. It's actually not a light bulb on. It's probably too much activity in the brain where the person just goes haywire and they're just all over the place. They don't really have any kind of roadmap when they sit down, they just start going, you know, one minute they're on the safety pin cycle and the next minute they're on, you know, peripheral (laughs) nerves and, and, and overall function of the human body and how that ties back into organ function. I mean, and all of a sudden I'm like, what? I have no idea what you're talking about, doc. Okay. And then you throw out a treatment schedule. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, so then you have, throw out a treatment schedule. Yep. So we have several different types there. So, so now we have day one, you need to be friendly to the patient and your Create office an should be yep. clean and acceptable, a good experience. Day, day two, when they, when they come in and, and some of you, it may be day one, but we're just going to use it for the day two example. <laughs> when they come back in and you go through things with them, it needs to be succinct and to the point, because we've also learned that people are a lot more educated about chiropractic than they were 20 years ago. So you don't have to teach them right. from start to today. We right. don't have to go back to the day that that the, the DD Palmer provided the first chiropractic adjustment up through today. And here's your treatment plan. We just need right. to explain what the condition is in common everyday terms. So again, step number two approved. So Step number one, approved. Step number two, approved. I think those are really good ways to, to get to the patient. So what do we got left here? You have to be convicted. You have to own the treatment plan you're about to recommend to the patient. Mm-hmm. If, you, mm-hmm. if you're not convicted in what you're telling the patient, patients are like dogs. They sense that, that fear, that anxiety coming through you, and they're not going to go into care because you don't believe it. So make sure that the 
recommendations that you make are something that you're convicted with. Whoa. Something I teach all the time, right? Congruency. Yep. Congruency Congruency is a big word with me. And and guess what congruency ties back to philosophy. Yep. If you're, if, if what is going on up here is not what's coming out of here, we got a big problem. Yep. So you have to be congruent in your thoughts and in your words. And I don't mean just in your treatment plans. I'm talking about life in general. Yep. As an individual, if your life experience and what's up here isn't coming out of here, or you're living one way and acting a different way, people see through that. Yep. Real quick. We're all aware of that. So what would be any different when in your own head, you're thinking, oh my gosh, this patient's not going to follow through with my care plan. And I see some of you, some of you gals and guys that are doing this to where you go, they're not going to follow through with my care plan. I just know it. I just know it. I know they need to be seen a couple times a week for three weeks or four weeks or whatever, whatever that treatment schedule may be, or three times a week for four weeks. I know they need rehabilitative care. They've had this thing for over a year. It's chronic. I know that one or two adjustments isn't really going to do much to it, but I'm so scared to tell them what they need to do. And so instead, well, we'll just see you a couple of times and we'll see what happens. And you cop out and guess what? Patient doesn't get better. And I'll tell you what happens in a lot of cases. In a lot of cases, what happens is this patient doesn't get better. Said patient either quits chiropractic care completely and says chiropractors can't help you. I went to a chiropractor once. Nope, they didn't help me with my shoulder right. problem. <clears throat> right. That's one thing that happens. A second thing that happens is they seek a second opinion. Mm-hmm. And I've had patients walk into my practice many times that go, yep, I've seen a chiropractor for this condition. You know what the first question I ask? So what type of care did you get? Did you get more of rehabilitative care where you were seeing a specific number of times a week for several weeks trying to work on this? Or did you just get adjusted once or twice twice trying to impact the pain? I don't ever impugn another chiropractor when I do this. But what I do ask is what type of care did you get? Were you getting Band-Aid care or were you getting rehabilitative care? I think that's very important. And if you don't agree with me, Hey, sorry, but truth of the matter is, is when we rehabilitatively impact joints and their function, patients tend to get better. So I'm going to ask that patient that question. If they've been told by some, well, let's just try it a couple of times and see what happens. You know, I look at that patient and if I feel like that they need a rehabilitative plan, I'm just going to tell them what I feel. Hey, I, I know that you were getting pain relief care before. I feel like you need to get some rehabilitative care. So you just threw out a great buying signal. And that Mm -hmm. is when a patient says, and I I always love these kind of patients, Mm -hmm. a patient says, you know, doc, I've I've been to chiropractors before and they haven't really ever helped. Boom. That is somebody who's asking you to tell them why you're different. They showed up in your office. They want to give you a try. You didn't drag them in the door. You know, you didn't lasso them off the street and drag them in, you know, from the back of your car. Yeah. They called you. They showed up at your office wanting to be a patient. So use that and pit your, yourself, your type of care against what their experience has been in the past. Mm -hmm. So I I think you you bring up some great points. If we just listen, we get so scared Mm -hmm. sometimes that, you know, the patient is, isn't going to want to 
pay for the care. The patient isn't going to want to put that much time into care. Don't make the decision for the patient. Be convicted by your treatment plan. Put it out there and then let the patient ask questions and listen. Listen what the patient's really asking you. Doc, I'm not sure that I can afford that much care. Or, hey, Doc, that, that's a whole lot more money than I thought it was going to be. Hey, I get it. I get it. But let's bring some relationship to it here, some relativity to it. It's a whole lot cheaper than surgery. Mm-hmm. which I don't think you're a candidate for right now, but you may be in the future if we don't do something right. now. <clears throat> so you bring some relativity to it or, Hey, I know I presented a lot of care. Some patients do better and don't need as much. Some need a little bit more. How about we start with a couple of weeks of care and see where it gets us. Mm-hmm. That'd be a whole lot mm-hmm. less expensive. How does that sound? Yeah. And get the patient to buy in along the way. And that's what a lot of us don't do. We do the dump and run. Yeah. All the information. Here's the 75 cent words. I showed you the x-rays. I showed you the surface EMG. I showed you my motion palpation, blah, blah, blah. Here's all the dysfunction you've got. Let me know what you want to do. Here's another way you can approach this. And I've used this before as well. And it works pretty good. You know, if, if we look at the psychology of buying, right? Yep. Yep. We want to, in a lot of cases, we want to throw out three options and we want to throw out three options because most people are going to choose the middle option. They don't, it's like, Ooh, I don't know. I don't think I need the most expensive one. I don't need the cheapest one. I probably better pick the one right in the middle because that sounds safe. That is consumer buying mentality. So sometimes if you're struggling to tell the patient what they really need to hear, what they really need to hear is that they need to be seen three times a week for a minimum of two weeks, maybe a maximum of six weeks. We don't know yet because we don't know how they're going to respond, but at least a minimum of two. So I will tell people, you know, here's the Cadillac. Here's the Cadillac experience. The Cadillac experience is we go ahead and put you down for three times a week, six weeks. I've got about four nutritional supplements that I'd really, if it were me, this would be what I would be taking. Mm -hmm. I'd take these supplements. Now, That's option number one. Option number two is we see you three times a week over a four-week time period, but we're going to reevaluate it two weeks. So three times a week, two weeks is really what I'm asking you to do initially until we get to that reevaluation, and then we'll make a determination on where we go from there. Option number three is I can pop and pray. In other words, I can adjust you today. I can hope that you're going to feel better, which in most cases you won't, and then chiropractic has failed you, when in reality... We just didn't give you enough care. So what and do at, you think? And at that point, when you ask that question, stop talking. Yeah, you know, shut too, up. Too, too many of us want to keep talking. Yeah. And it's at that point that you you actually talk the patient out of care. Yeah. So it's really succinct at that point. I've given them three options. And, yeah. and it's not like they're overwhelming options. They've already in their own mind decided what they want to do. There will be a few outliers that are going I want three times a week, six weeks, and I want all the supplements that you can put in my mouth at one time because they are wanting that. You know, I'm one of those guys. A lot of Mm -hmm. times I don't go with the middle option because when it comes to my health, I want every advantage that I can get. I don't really want to live forever, but I at least want to live comfortably and health healthy, you know, until my elder elder Mm -hmm. years, which I'm unfortunately heading that way. I'm not 28 anymore, but. I'm 33. I know. I know. It's it's, uh, it's hard to tell, but uh, especially with the lighting in here. But if the lighting weren't what it was, you could tell us 33. But yeah, anyway, if you're 33, what does that make me? 39, 38? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So the Cadillac experience, <coughs> there are some patients that are going to say, I want the Cadillac experience up. Tell them what you would do for your own family member. Cause sometimes Absolutely. we don't do that. Sometimes we're afraid to tell them, you know, I go, I go, Mike, here's, here's what I would do if you were my family member, because I'm going to tell my own wife, let's start getting consistently adjusted and let's start you on this nutrition. We don't have any problem doing that. Right. Boom, boom, done. Right. It was so easy to give my wife a recommendation. Right. Why is it so hard to give a patient a recommendation that maybe is half of that? Because we get we we get scared of the process. We we literally yeah. clam up about the process. And I'll tell you, there's one other reason why we don't get patients to go into care sometimes, and it's because we're not making it about them. We're making it about us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking too much about you. Yep. Why is patient there. They're there for your expertise, your DR to help right. them get better with some condition problem or dysfunction that they right. have. And it's about them. So make the care plan about them, make the results about them. If I'm thinking about me, what I'm thinking about is what's this person going to say about me out on the street after I give them this treatment schedule? Oh right. my gosh, are they going to say I recommended too much care? When in reality, most people understand anymore, it takes a little, I, I've taken an awful lot of patients that have not been under chiropractic care previously and recommended treatment plans for them. And they go, that makes perfect sense. Because <clears> I talk <throat> about rehabilitative care. Would you go to the gym and work out one time and think you're going to look like Arnold? No, <laughs> nope. It takes time and repetition to make physical change to the human body. Simple, yep. simple, simple. And for those that are out there that go, well, I don't really want to push that point. Okay. That's then, fine. Then this isn't for you. That's fine. But if you are. Or when you're ready. You can get people to actually do what they need to do to make long-term change, especially to chronic conditions. I love treating chronic conditions because mm -hmm. I love seeing the look on somebody's face when they walk in and I go, how you doing today? And that big smile comes on their face and they go, I worked out yesterday for the first time in a year. I mean, that's what, yeah. that's what does it for me. It's <clears throat> about the patient and their, and the changes that they can make in their life, man. I can't get my note out fast enough to write down what happened to them and how cool it was. You know, yep. I don't really write how cool it was in the note, but you know what I mean? I'm yep. writing it down. I'm excited to write in their note, the changes they've made so much fun at that point. So oh, yeah, it's my that favorite part is probably the magic key to what most people do when they're not getting people to follow through with care is they are afraid to tell the patient what they need, but they also, in a lot of cases, don't have a great experience coming through the door. They need to make it about, whoa, I love my podcast microphone, but every once in a while I get a little crazy. So, so those are the three things, right? We need a great patient experience up front. We need to tell the patient what they really need to hear. And we can do that in a variety of forms like we just did. Mm -hmm. And number three, we need to make it about them, not about us, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to add two more. They're really okay. kind of coupled together real quick and then right. we close out. You've got to find out what their expectation is as mm -hmm. well. And that's yeah, something true. you can do easily in the, in the exam process, in your history taking process. What brings you in today? What's your experience with chiropractic care? You know, what, what, what are you hoping to get out of this? Mm -hmm. That kind of thing and get 
that'll help you get objections out on the table up front and tell you what mm-hmm. direction they're thinking. If you've got a patient who their next door neighbor referred them to you and your next door neighbor has been coming to you for years and they come once a month, guess mm-hmm. what? That patient sitting in front of you, if they've never been to a chiropractor before is thinking they're going to come once a month because their right. buddy comes once a month. Their right. buddy didn't tell them, Oh yeah. When I started, I forgot, you know, I came 33 times and had x-rays and blah, 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 right. blah. They don't tell them that part. They tell them what mm-hmm. they're doing right now. So you, you've got to you've got to be able to find out what those expectations are and change it just a little bit as you go. Right. And the other thing, and we just did this in our mastermind program. We just went through mm-hmm. a three uh, three session series about how to create the right verbiage to handle objections, and you've got mm-hmm. to learn how to do that. And you have to realize too, in the communication process that an objective is just the patient asking you, how do I say yes? Mm -hmm. That's all it is, Mm -hmm. but you got to learn how to handle those. So yeah, Yeah, this is a good conversation. I love this. Yeah. Now I want to throw in here too, that Mm -hmm. in a lot of cases, what you were talking about with asking about, you know, had the patient received chiropractic care before where at, what were their expectations? Those are all things that can very easily be put into your intake paperwork that patients fill out before they come in. So when they walk in for the consult, I already know if that patient's received care before. I already know what their expectations are. Are they short-term, long-term? Are they wanting, you know, I would say 99% of people that walk through my door mark that they want to be better long-term and they want to be functional. Yeah. I have very few people say, I just need a Band-Aid. And that's not what it says on my paperwork. It actually says, you know, do you do you want to affect long-term change or do you just want a short-term fix? Is it basically the, it's- yeah. That's not the exact verbiage. I'd, I'd have to actually read it off the paperwork, but in a very nice way, it's just That's asking, what do it. you want? You want right. to, you want the pop and pray, or do you want me to actually tell you what you need? Right. And even if, and guess what? You're getting, you're getting the ladder. Well, I'm going to tell you what you need, no matter what you tell me on the paperwork, but I already know what your mindset is. So I'm going to approach it from that standpoint. Yep, so that's absolutely. why we ask those questions. It may not, <clears throat> it may not change what I tell you because I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you what you need, but it may change my approach a little yep. bit. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, I have an idea. If you're not a client of ours right now, um, but you have a question and you want to just talk about your practice with us a little bit, go to catsconsultants.com. You can go to the calendar, schedule an appointment at the very top right of the page. You can go to my calendar, go to my calendar and schedule a 30 minute block of time with me. And let's chat about your practice and what's going on and what your stumbling blocks are and where you want to go and who you want to be when you grow up. I don't care what mm-hmm. we talk about. Let's just talk because we like to give back to fellow chiropractors. So, Absolutely. and we do that for free. So catsconsultants.com, schedule an appointment. We'd love to hear from you and keep those questions coming to Troy at cats with a K catsconsultants.com. Um, he's the keeper of the questions every week. So absolutely. All right, Troy, this was fun. It's a great combo. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the KC Chiropults podcast brought to you by cats consultants, helping doctors keep their pulse on success. Be sure to check us out at catsconsultants.com. And from all of us here at cats consultants, stay informed and well-adjusted. We'll see you next time. See ya.